0: Uh, who's your coach of the year, Steve?
1: Oh, that's a good You one. know, I've been thinking about this because, to me, the conversation – or not the conversation, thoughts I had in my head for worst team in the NFL before the season were going to be the Rams or the Buccaneers. And I am totally wrong. So, I will go Todd Bowles. Wow.
2: Wow. 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 wow.
0: Welcome to the Green Light Podcast. Cowboy. Take me away. Thank you for jumping on today for another edition of Stanford Steve. We talk NFL locks. We talk potential NFL trades. We go through Monday night's game, the 49ers against the Vikings, the Vikings pulling off the surprise upset behind Jordan Addison's great performance. Steve also gives us the lowdown on a couple of college football games this weekend, gives out his awards. And talks about how much fun he's gonna have in Salt Lake City this weekend for Oregon against Utah. Y'all, please enjoy the great episode. Go check it out on YouTube, if you don't mind. That'd be great. And we will catch it for a freak show and a very special guest on Friday.
2: Time of tape, you know, five o'clock Tuesday. Uh, I don't know what happened to the Phillies. I hope it was good, I have no idea. I'm probably gonna end up betting them again, money line. Kinda was, I rushed at 506 yesterday to get the bet in and didn't realize that when you bet action, you should probably look at the the money line. They're pretty variable in baseball. Two to one. Depending
3: on the starting pitcher. They were like minus 180 last night.
2: Yeah, it wasn't great. And uh, I don't know how I feel about tonight because I don't
3: know anything Ooh. about what's going on. Uh, minus
0: 165,
2: Moneyline. Okay. okay.
3: should be more of a bullpen game from Philadelphia. A bullpen game. The last
2: time they had one of those, I never wanted to hear the words bullpen game. Again, as somebody who's not a watcher of the MLB for most of my adult life, like catching up on it the last couple of years, Bullpen games are the wildest fucking thing in the world. They, they nine pitchers. Yeah. It's like, it's like every five minutes. So I.
3: Their matchups, their advanced analytics. I'm
2: getting nervous. Anyways, we hope that when you listen to this, the Phillies are in the World Series. And my layup line. Okay. Steve doesn't like the Phillies either.
0: Shout out to the Rangers, by the way, for ending that that whole Astros thing.
2: Yeah, that's great. That's great. Even though I didn't think about it, you, you, you would've got home field if you're the Phillies. If you take care of business tonight, you get home field against the Astros. But the thought of losing worst case scenario to the Astros, I can't stomach it. The Rangers won the, 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 um, the ALCS last night, okay? And the reason I like the Rangers is because of Creed. Creed, <laughs> And yeah. my own prison is today's layup line. <laughs> I played two minutes and 46 seconds of that fucking song for you guys before the show started. And I watched you all struggle to figure out who it was, what the song was. It's one of the most iconic songs of the 90s. And it also proves that Creed is not bad because here's the transcript of what was said as the song came on. Soundgarden? Question mark. (laughs) 20 seconds later, who is this? Five seconds later. It is Chris Cornell, right? This is at one thirty-four. Chris Cornell is a great singer, someone said. Watch. And then someone said was. That was Macon. Well. Fuck you. And then, and then I just, I eventually turned the song off because we got through the chorus and it was like, you guys, where were you in the 90s? In our own prison. Yeah, but that's what the Texas Rangers have done. They've created their own prison. You guys asked for it. You guys, there's a 50% chance you've created your own prison. Okay? If the D backs win, you're on your own. But anyways, I fucking I'm excited about tonight. So that's layout. Because of line. the NBA games? Well the NBA games too. I will be undoubtedly betting some NBA with no information on what to do. And that's why you're here, Matt.
3: Yeah, I like the Lakers tonight against the Nuggets. And then the Warriors are actually retiring KD's jersey tonight, even though he only played there three seasons.
2: So people are like, that's
3: actually an interesting... uh,
2: Very strange. Isn't it? Yeah. What is that like? Like when you know, you you don't feel like you're wrong, but you apologize anyways? (laughs) That's an Alfred plea.
0: Alfred, yeah. Yeah. There you go. What is that? Uh, you can convect me, but I'm not going to admit to it.
2: Okay, got it. Yeah. Got it. It's now, a weird thing.
0: I assume they're not taking away the number 35. It's a, it's a jersey, it's jersey thing, not, not a, a number, number thing. Which a, is more palatable, but still
2: odd. Yeah, it's odd. Um, I mean, w- what, if he, what if he beats them in the conference finals? He gave his Achilles to that franchise, dude. When you, that's why they're retiring it, I think. You think it's the Achilles yeah. thing? I mean, went up to Canada, gave his Achilles, and... Help them
3: win a championship, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm such a sicko for NBA. I'm actually going to go to the Wizards game on Saturday. So this Thank is you game time. This is
2: so funny. Uh, I'm going to give best seat in the house to Matt Kingston because on the ride over here, he picked me up from the airport. He told him like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm going to the six or the um, the Wizards and the Grizzlies game on Saturday." And I was like, "What a sicko you are!" How are the Wizards? He's like, "Not very good." I said, "At least you get to see Ja." <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about the suspension. 25. So he's essentially going to like a red zone game yeah. in the NBA, but the NBA is fun to go see in person. So I'm excited.
3: Yeah, ticket prices aren't too bad for that one either. And you're kind of a sicko for gambling. I have some picks for you if you want them. Well, I do, so I have till like
2: seven o'clock to get these in. People who are listening right now obviously can't get these in, so don't rub it in that we have the the right basketball win totals to bet. But I think what's interesting going, at, you you can't just bet in the NBA based on, it's a little like football where you're like, oh, the Cardinals, they're not trying to win. But every team, even if they're trying to win, they might rest guys.
3: Yeah, some teams are trying to win in the playoffs and like don't care about the regular season, like the Heat. Yeah. They were the eighth seed last year made the, title, made the finals, yeah. Uh, all right, so real quick, Blazers under. They are hard willing to tank. They're okay. playing rookie Scoot Henderson like all the time. Their total's 28 and a half, but I love the under there. Boy, that's a big gulp you're taking before you, 28 games. Like they need a top five pick this year, so they're gonna to wanna to have the worst record in the league. It used to be my side team. Over 30.5, people are forgetting about LaMelo, PJ Washington's good, they have a good team. They picked up Joe Ingles, one of my favorites. Celtics, over 53 and a half, best off season in the NBA by far. The fallout of the Damian Lillard trade was that the Celtics became the best team in the league, probably with Drew Holiday. And then Magic, over 36 and a half wins. Kevin Clark. I love happy. that. They got Franz Wagner, like one of the best young players in the game. Palo Bonchero looked great for Team USA over the summer. And then a couple specials, Tyrese Halliburton, plus 500 to be the Steel's leader. Lakers to win the Pacific Division. I love the Lakers. They are hungry to show that they were... Competitive with Denver in that sweep last. Season. So what's the so what's the number you're getting the Lakers at if you go team total? Uh, Forty-seven and a half, I believe. And so that must be palatable but to, to win, you, yeah, sir. Absolutely, I like that over two. But to win the division plus three forty, you can you know you can really make some money there. Careful,
0: that LeBron's going to be thirty-nine years old this year.
3: Yeah, Kevin Durant for the Suns, 35. Like I think they're going to load manage him just as much. LeBron really cares about season-long awards. You have to now play 65 games to get season-long awards. Like obviously health is a concern with Anthony Davis, but
0: they're playing this guy Austin Reed. He's got dopey sideburns.
3: <laughs> yeah, but he can he can ball. he's really good and I think LeBron's going to let him let him take over a lot of the ball handling load. And then the long shot special, magic to win the Southeast Division. I do not believe in the Hawks. I do not believe in the Heat that could get you.
2: Plastic. I think I'm going to, uh, I think I'm going to get on the magic over and the blazers under. Let's do it. Cause they're enjoyable experiences. Baseball totals. I'll never do it again hmm. ever dude. It's like pointless. You check once a month and you just do a bunch of math. Can't remember anything. Anyways, uh, we got Stanford Steve. We're going to talk about Monday night football. We're going to talk about college football this weekend and a little bit of uh, trade talk at the end of the show. Uh, because the deadline's coming up. we got to milk this for everything it's worth. This podcast is brought to you by Cash App, the all-in-one app for spending, sending, and setting easy-to-track savings goals. With multiple tools for saving, spending, and sending, Cash App is an all-in-one way to stay in control of your money. Whether I need to send money to my pumpkin grower, pay for anything related to floating the river, quickly pay back a buddy for a night out on the town, or settle a bet, I can always count on Cash App with security, boosts, discounts, a free to order debit card, no overdraft fees, Cash App is like a BFF for your money. It can be your read, reads my BFF in the studio. Cash App, the exclusive financial services partner of Greenlight, downloaded in the App Store or Google Play to see why it's the number one finance finance app in the US App Store. Whatever you're looking forward to this football season, there's one thing that pairs well with every great moment, and that is an ice-cold Miller Light. Whether you're at the stadium playing fantasy football or watching the game at home or at the bar, Miller Light is here to make your football season taste like Miller time. From kickoff to the clock runs out, you can't go wrong with the Miller Light in your hand. It's the only light beer with a taste worthy of our national obsession because what's the point of having beer if it doesn't taste like beer? I go to Dirty Nelly's every weekend. Sometimes I'm prepping for the show at the bar on Saturday night, watching a little college football, getting ready to lay out our Miller Lite moments. Uh, I like to have an ice cold Miller Lite right next to me and the folks at Dirty Nelly's, they know when I get there to have my ice cold Miller Lite. It's got only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs for 12 ounce serving with a smooth taste and a crisp, clean, Finish. You get the taste you crave without the calories. So this season, crack open a light beer that hits your taste buds so hard, you feel it in your heart. Make it Miller time all season long. Get Miller Lite delivered right to your door. Visit MillerLite.com greenlight. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs for 12 ounces. White Steve. Yo. What's up? What's up fellas? How we doing?
1: Well, en- extra energy in Charlottesville this week or what? How about that?
2: Macon's excited.
0: I'm excited,
2: Steve. Do we your hello. Be. Here. Do your hello
0: here. Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Hello! Because not only Steve, did we ruin their chances at the college football playoff mere months ago, we ruined their chances at the NCAA tournament in hoops. Yeah. It's just like basketball, baby. 23 and a half points. Here's your loss. Oof. Now, when I was a wee boy, Steve, there wasn't such a thing as Virginia Tech. They were in the Metro Conference, and in many ways, they still are.
1: So was Florida State,
0: <laughs> but it was Carolina. You know, I had a bumper sticker on my on my bed because you know yeah. I wasn't advanced as a seven year old one driving. Yeah, and uh, it said my two favorite teams are Virginia and whoever's playing North Carolina.
2: That's so funny because for a while there, I really got pulled into the powder blue thing.
0: Well. It's it's uh, it's an intense attraction. Yeah, and the school is reputable.
2: It's a shiny object. Michael Jordan and the color powder blue. That's really all you have going for you. Also, I went on Wikipedia that you people from Chapel Hill. It's the whole fucking alumni base. We don't have that (laughs) under the Charlottesville Wikipedia. Yeah, Yeah. it's like the one lost the UMBC and the Klan came here one time. (laughs) Oh, And, and Tina Fey. It was mm.
0: uh it was fall break for UNC, really? Ninety two percent of your kids are from the state of North Carolina.
1: <laughs> That's uh, a lot of words to have on a bumper show. sticker. <laughs> it says it was Virginian,
0: big letters, yeah. you know? And then uh. my two favorite teams are Virginia. Any, any, play
2: anyways. It's <laughs> a lot of words. Anyways, no fucking game day at Chapel Hill, is that? I mean no, it's just Mm-mm. basketball. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. No, no. We'll um wait. You'd have Ben Folds come back there. I was like, oh, Ben Folds is from Chapel Hill? No, he just went to UNC or something. He like spent time on campus.
0: Oh, oh, Eric Church, you got a drink in your hand? You went to App State, my friend.
2: <laughs> Easy. We Marty's a friend of the program. We don't want to talk about the chief.
0: Marty, like oh, hokey. Degree says Radford. <laughs> <laughs>
2: At least Stanford Steve. C- you had the that school. in your back pocket. He was here. You, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so before college game day, Steve, we got to we got to talk about the NFL Monday mm-hmm. night. Um we talked about it on the show coming in. I thought this would be a trouble spot for the Niners, but I did not think they'd lose this game. I mean, uh 7 points a lot for a team that tends to play some close ones at home against the Niners defense that we we this is a game, Steve, where I feel like in the NFL I, I'm not going to judge a team for having one bad game, but when they have that terrible game and they have all this time to get ready for the next one and they come out and they play poorly in spots on both sides of the ball, I think it's something to worry about. But I do want to start the breakdown because I'm learning this as I go. You got The fan bases want to hear about the team that won first. If I'm a Minnesota fan, no, no doubt. I don't want to hear about San Francisco 49ers no. first. I'm only going to do that to Pats fans. Just fucking with you guys. Um... <laughs> but but like let's start with kirk cousins man this is like ah. when i got out steve and yeah. this is my my foray into nfl gambling i'm sitting at home i'm hitting the app it's my first fallout and i'm betting i bet the vikings i think against the seahawks or something like that on monday night and i announced it on twitter which is a mistake because people are going to tell you you're wrong but they hit me with all the Kirk Cousins primetime stuff, and I did not realize that was a thing. I was breaking a, a you know a cardinal, I was doing a cardinal sin, and yep. I did it again last night, not knowing why it'd be any different, but it was, and I, I just, I wanna shout out Kirk Cousins. His track record's not great in primetime, some of it's not his fault, but I thought he was tremendous last night. And you know, for Brock Purdy getting a lot of shit today, but people are gonna point out the guys he's missing, Mm-hmm. They're missing Justin Jefferson, mm-hmm. okay? And and they did a great job. No run game. No, not really. And, you know, third downs, the whole thing. I think O'Connell's as good a young coach as there is, although I thought at times they were a little conservative, you know, like down in the red zone, yep. and then with nine and minutes punt. left, punting. Yep. But that is almost like a, hey, I, I like our matchup, and I like the way this is playing out. They can't get off the field. Why would I punt? If we get mm-hmm. the ball back, we're going to score and I feel good about our defense so I just tip my cap to those guys and obviously Jordan Addison is it's like it's like he's been doing this stuff but we haven't had a chance to see him in prime time and he went off last night
1: uh yeah a bunch of things uh we did daily wager monday and that's the first thing that comes up Kirk Cousins prime time you know bad struggles And I asked the question because I I, I get at a point, we do so many graphics and, you know, we have people that work hard and research and all that, and and they throw up the record, 11 and 19 in primetime. I'm like, okay, I get it. That's everybody's joke, everybody's favorite thing on the internet. How many times was he an underdog in those spots? That's not a a fair assessment to me. So I've never been one of these pile-on people of, I'm blindly betting Kirk Cousins in primetime, and I – I, it's just not what I like to do. I, I don't think um, it's fair, and it's it, it doesn't tell you the whole story. So that whole thing is is out of it, and I, I, I really looked at it. I, you can't underestimate the sign of uh, desperation, especially in the NFL locker room. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Knowing you know, what their schedule is, I don't know how many more primetime games they even have, and to have this opportunity, and to try and forget what San Francisco looked like the week before. But then, like, when I look at it, I'm like, okay, Trent Williams. That's a big deal to me. When I when I am assessing a game and the best left tackle in the game is not playing and I'm in a road game situation, okay, now I got a backup. What's the r- toughest thing for offensive line on the road? Snap count, noise, yeah. that whole thing. Now I got a backup against one of the best best guys there is. All right, now I got my my X factor, Debo. He's out. Okay. I, and right there I'm like, okay, desperation cousins, he's he, they've already, you know, worked out the kinks without Jefferson. Uh they plenty of unselfish guys. They still have a stud in Hawkinson. They got running backs that could, you know, gain yardage. And I just home underdog Monday night, it had all the all the likings and then we get to the show for Daily wager and 82% of the money's on the Niners. I said, "Give me the 7 points." Which is wild cuz if
2: if you're if you're sharp at all, you have a little bit of it in you you're You think like, you think yeah. Bet the Niners off that tough spot last week, but it just wasn't true. It just wasn't true, and it's like you have to trick Dick Vegas like twice. Uh, But But, I mean, I thought with Kirk, the biggest key was you mentioned the running backs. You mentioned Hawkinson. They really have more than you think. Yes. But the two tackles. Now, me and Nolan were going through this earlier. O'Neill and Darisaw. You know, Darisaw being like elite kind of on mm-hmm. the edge of elite, but I love what he gives you in the run game, so he's unique that way, and you talk about Trent missing, they missed him in the run game, you're like, well, what's wrong with the Niners? Nobody wants to talk about the run game, Trent's yeah. a fucking beast in the run game, okay, mm-hmm. is good in the run game, and then on top of that, O'Neal is like a, is a quality starter, so you have yeah. two tackles you don't have to worry about, I don't know where you'd rank them, Uh you know, like I think Philly's got the the number one, one, two punch, there's also like the Lions are real good, the Seahawks are real good, but this this group's right up there, and they kept Kirk clean, and they couldn't, you know, and I think that's like, when you look at this game, I don't know who you blame more, and we'll get get to the Niners' offense, but I think in general, if you're the Niners, there was this sense that they had this unstoppable force up front because of the numbers of guys. And I think Nick Bosa being the headliner and everything, but when you take him away, who's winning? And for Steve Wilkes, the biggest decision of the game comes with what, 17 seconds to go in the first half. No timeouts. They're at like the 35, their own 35. And in this circumstance, you're still in this game. You've played like shit. You turn the ball over in the red zone. 10-7. You know, you you, you threw up the whole thing. It's 10-7. So what do you do in this situation? You got this great group rushing up front, who, by the way, just traded for Randy Gregory. I don't know if that's a big deal or not. It didn't cost him anything, but it's saying like we we don't like something about the way this is going right now. And he got a lot of snaps. He's gotten a lot of snaps over the last two weeks but in that situation Steve Wilkes is like let me heat these guys up and I think it was the one call you couldn't make and yeah the chances of that happening the wrestling match for the ball addison' <laughs> like great him for the second time in a game him and Ward they're <laughs> wrestling the whole first half but in that situation you know I don't know if they'll be able to clock it if they tackle him but the risk is to it's it's too much. And that's what happened. And and from that point on, that's the difference in the game. Along with the fact that you miss a field goal in the first half, that you fumble in the red zone. And by the way, you're drafting kickers. And I always it's kind of a, a bit with me, but like the guy's gotta be better. To the point where on fourth and six, and Purdy, we'll talk about Purdy just missing on third and six late in the game. You know, like that is a drive where I think they go score. And instead, you're kind of like, let's give this kicker basically a long putt so he doesn't feel the pressure of it and he drills a 55 yarder but like it's all those things offensively it's missing trent it's missing debo if you look at them over the last two weeks this is from like next gen stats but brock's been bad in the middle of the field in epa i'm talking about intermediate depth um over the first five six weeks or something he was plus 65 in epa now he's like Mm -hmm. minus six over the last two weeks so take from that what you will, but I think it means they're missing Debo. You know, I, I I think he's missing Debo. I think he's missing Trent. And I also think you're seeing that he's a fucking human being, man. Let these quarterbacks be human beings. I've criticized him in the past relative to the way people have talked about him because I've been like pump the brakes on the top five quarterback thing. But also in the same vein, he's going to have a bad game. And that's a lot of blitz. You know, like Steve, that's a lot of fucking blitz to keep focus every play. Yeah. Even if they're not all <laughs> well-timed or perfect. No. So I'm not I'm chaos. not excusing him, but I am saying like he'll get this fixed, I think, but he also needs the weapons. This Niners team unless it's fully healthy is not like the Super Bowl favorite. If they're healthy, they're right there. Correct. Um yeah, I mean third down's terrible. The yep. pass rush. I Steve, not to rant about the Niners here, but just Forgive me, because it's just me and my phone in a fucking SUV for four hours on the way up to Philly every Monday night. But the pressure on Nick Bosa right now to perform must be huge. I know it's not must be. I know because I've been the big contract guy, not to his degree. I was like, I wouldn't be doing this shit. No offense. <laughs> I'm just, just joking. You see he's doing underwear ads now. I wouldn't have been getting those either. But, like... He's got two and a half sacks, right? And we know sacks are not like the end-all be-all, and they're very dependent. Like last night, they took him away. You know, they paid extra attention to him. Nick Bosa's got to be feeling that, though, because every mouth-breathing fan in the NFL just looks at that stat and says, where's Nick Bosa? But the unfair thing about making that kind of money is, and maybe it's fair, is people want to see that number, or else you're not going to be able to justify the money. And I know he's going through it. I can remember having slumps where I was just like, it affected my mental health looking at mm-hmm. that number. And I know he's going through it.
1: Yeah, it's – there's just so much added into that. Like you talked about, like, guess what number one priority was for the Vikings going into that game on their offensive line?
2: Uh, Nick Bosa.
1: Yeah, like, you know, like – Not like playing Philly just, where
2: it's like, oh, I got to choose.
1: Correct. And it's like, all right, we're going to gonna we're gonna be able to chip here. Let's go, you know, let's run an F, you know, short motion. Let's help on the edge here. All right, if he moves over here, we're going to motion this way. Run him back. Make sure your eyes are always, you know, we're 97. Like, it's just nonstop. And you could see him. Like, a couple times he just said, screw it. I'm bull rushing. Yep. I'm just going to try and collapse the pocket. And, which is fine because you're still making a difference. But to your sense of talking about, you know, that number and, you know, all the – Mathematic people on uh, the internet doing, you know, how many dollars he's getting paid per sack. Like, have fun with all that. But yeah, no, it's it's a lot of pressure. I mean, the the, the spotlight that these guys are on, and knowing what that talk was all off season, and when they were going to get him, and everybody knew the dollar amount and or you know a guesstimate. Um, yeah, it's got to be a lot. And you know, winning cures everything. Yeah. And when you go through two two of those where you just can't put it together and you're still that close too. like, you know, like they played their C, C minus game in the last two weeks. And they, you know, it's, they lost by eight points. You're going to lose up. games in the On NFL. The I don't know how yeah. long
2: people have been watching the NFL, but you're going to lose games in the NFL. The yep. problem is if a, they can't get healthy or B the play from the quarterback continues. That's it. Cause the defense is flawed. Like it's not perfect in the back end. They could use some mm-hmm. help in some places, I think they're as good as anybody in the middle of the field because of you know, Fred Warner and the safety play with Ufanga. Um, they obviously have a, a rush group that most people would love to have, but there's something about either the fractions of time right now or the variations of the coverage that they're calling that these guys can't, for those fractions of time, get home. And I think mm-hmm. that's the difference between having 50 sacks one year and 30 or 35, and that you know people look at that ranking and say, shit. But I also look at this. You know, like it's Brock late in the game because Brock played well in spots through mm-hmm. three quarters. Like there were spots where I was like, okay, that's Brock Purdy. But right down to I think it was like the end of the third quarter, um, he, he had a miss on a key down. And then from there you had the two picks late, which I don't know what he's looking at. I think on one of them he thinks Murphy's gonna run the seam. And then the yeah. the first one Maybe there's something with the timing. You know, we talked about this, me and Noel were talking about how timing oriented everything he does is. It's a lot like Tua in in um in Miami. It's like he knows where somebody's gonna be. He's looking yeah, at that's, the picture. It, it
1: looked like a spot a miss on a spot throw. And and
2: yeah, it's a spot yep. throw and maybe yep. Jennings is like a little late or a little yep. bit, you know, not on the same page. And that's also a window into how misleading it can be. And I'm not giving the guy an excuse because a week ago I was a hater. As I said he was he hadn't proven that he's like a top eight quarterback yet. I can't say that for sure. You gotta win games like this when you're a little bit shorthanded. Correct. I respect the hell out of him. I think he's a really good fucking quarterback and I'd love to have him on my team. The guys love him, but he's gotta he's the only person that can pull himself out of this little slump. And it can happen. It can happen fast.
1: Yeah, I mean, look how fast that thing turns. I mean, it's just like that's why I think the heck out of a Shanahan. Like that they get zero blitz, they go McCaffrey with that deep circle motion, and boom. It's a zero blitz, and you got uh one-on-one. You got a slot to the, to the bottom. Those guys got one-on-one blocks, and McCaffrey has to make a guy miss. Boom, gone, touchdown. Yeah. And that place is like, oh, shit, here we go again. Like, that's how fast it could happen in that league. And, you know, you go back right to the beginning, a red zone turnover. It's McCaffrey's second of the year. Uh, right there, you know, your mindset – I'm not saying your game plan changes, but your mindset definitely changes. no know help, knowing how limited possessions are in the NFL and knowing that you just led a huge opportunity to get points on the board, get this crowd out of the game, take a lead on the road, which is exactly the recipe. and the talk was all we can practice like, you know, we started off in Cleveland up seven nothing, and then we let it get away from. Yep. Let's go up seven nothing and pounce on it, and they they couldn't do it. And that that I go back, you know, things that happened in the first half. It means a lot more in the NFL than it does in college football. So um, it wasn't wasn't crisp at all. But again, going back to it, this league is about winning games and 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 winning them when you don't play your best and you don't have your best guys. And you know, a win. That's totally different. It didn't mean anything close to that last night. But like the Giants. The Giants have a piece of shit together on the offensive line and you go play against the the, the commanders with that defense and you you, you claw out a win yeah. after an absolutely brutal loss the week before in Buffalo. Like that's what this league is. Yes. And that's yeah. why I say you gotta forget what you see a team. Looks like the week before. You have to yep. do it because it's just so many things changed. I mean especially in you, division,
2: not in this yeah. case in Minnesota and yeah. San Francisco, but with the you know, the Giants, the 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 commies, the Pats, the Bills, like these guys know each other. It's like it's yep. a different kind of thing. One more thing I would say is Christian McCaffrey played in every every fucking snap for like three quarters at least of this game. Now I didn't track it in the fourth quarter, but he's often oblique. You know, like you don't want to find out what it's like to play without him for an extended period of time. Nope. I can assure you. And you know, at the end of the day, we'll 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 cross the San Francisco bridge when we come to it next week. I think they'll be better as as guys get healthy.
0: They reeled off yes. twelve in
2: a row last year after yeah. losing week six and seven. Yeah, we'll be. That, that's go. a great point, and there they'll be is. okay. Um, but they got to get healthy. And I mean, listen, I I can't finish the breakdown without shouting out Brian Flores, the guy. Uh, has done a lot with a little bit of talent. I'm not saying they have nothing. There are some good players on that defense, but they have played above in spots this year where I expect them to be. And like last night's a win where you can be like, hey, our our system works. Now, I know it doesn't work all the time. It's rolling the dice every time you dial up a bunch of blitz like that, but you got to give credit where credit's due. And I think eventually it'd be nice to see him in a head coaching uh, situation again. I know that whole thing was crazy, but I want to shout my guy out doing a good job up there okay mm-hmm. um let's let's hear about game day i know how it was for me you know the the nittany lions seven different ways my kids are like what does nittany mean i don't know yeah
1: it was pretty eye-opening uh because i felt a sense that we were staying in penn state's hotel fans friday night walking around pretty confident this is our time what's done is done it's time for james franklin to get a win and I, I had thought that going into the game, watching the tape, I really thought uh, Penn State's offensive line would hold up in this atmosphere. But you saw it right off the get, guys. Uh, you know, y- y- you look at quarterbacks who haven't been in that kind of situation. I mean, it's sellout. Ohio's ready to go. And Allers, you know, just not himself. And you saw that with Aaron Throws. You saw that with him, I think, overthinking, you know, the first third down it's a simulated pressure, and they literally – I think they only sent three or four, and he gives the old, you know, double pump shoulder thing, and I'm like, oh, boy, they, they might be in his head already. Yeah. And it was just catch-up. You know, the the scooped score nullified by a whole – That
2: was brutal. The swing of emotions there, dude.
1: Yeah, and I'm standing right in front of it, like I saw the flag, um, so I know it's coming back. I mean, you got LeVar Arrington and everybody on the sideline going crazy. And then, you know, a couple of minutes before the half, uh, Ohio State scores to go up 10-3, and my buddy standing next to me is like, Penn State might be mathematically eliminated mm-hmm. from this one. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, they couldn't. I mean, they, I, their defense, I, I'll tell you, you know, I know Franklin's, Getting stuff for saying, you know, there's two championship teams. Those defenses are as yeah, real really good. As oh god, playmakers really all over. Penn State's secondary, I thought, battled all day. Uh, and you know, the question was asked if Marvin Harrison Jr. was on Penn State Saturday, do they win the game, dude? What what's and, up
2: with what's up with uh, Manny Diaz treating him like uh, Mitsubishi Marv, not Maserati Marv, which I didn't even know was a thing.
1: Mm. Yeah, I didn't. We were on the sidelines. We didn't. We didn't have the TV feed, so <laughs> Gus I was, was going. You know. He
2: was going to the well on that one.
1: Yeah, uh, I think they tried guessing. I, I think they guessed wrong a couple times, Chris, early on when you saw those one on ones. I thought Ohio State did a great job though of of moving Harrison around. And whether you get those staggered shallows, you know, where you get the natural picks, a guy's running vertical, mm-hmm. and him being able to pick a side to go underneath or over on top. Uh, and also, you know, contested catches. Penn State couldn't make one when it re- when it really counted. Uh, but, yeah, it uh, you know, later in the game, there's a – in the corner of the end zone, uh, I think it's still 13 – or 17-6, and um, – or 13-6, and they get Harrison. They bracket him down in the red zone. Great job, and they force Ohio State to kick a field goal. So, uh, they just, it was just I think it was just asking too much yeah. for that much amount of time they were on the field when you look at what third, Penn State did offensively third down to make their defense be on the field that long. Yeah. I mean, I think you saw with Duke against Florida State. You know, I, I, I find myself respecting the hell out of Duke and that team. But against Florida State, Norvell calling those plays uh, as good as he is at that, you just – you can't hold up uh, for that. As, as fast as these teams play, as many plays as there are, you just you, – you can't do it. And the offenses, with the, with the talent they have, uh, it's just too much to ask for when you're up against it, you know, on the road in atmospheres like that for those defenses. Let me
2: ask you this um... – I was actually, my wife wanted to go to the movies this weekend and you know, she was like, how's Saturday? And you know when she asks how's Saturday, you're kind of like, well, college football would be nice, especially after I wanted to chase after the Penn State game. But I said, fuck it, let's do it. Let's go see Leonardo DiCaprio's greatest performance of all time in Martin Scorsese's last film, Killers of the Flower Moon, and I'm tracking the Iowa-Minnesota game, which by the oh. way, the movie's not great. I heard. Okay, okay. I heard. I not right. know, but I'm tracking the Iowa game. The guy next to me, I'm sure. You know, when you're in a Leo movie, you feel like people are, are are really apt to like be like, "This is cinema. Put your fucking phone away." I can get away with that at Paw Patrol, but I'm tracking. Yes, you're I'm,
1: totally right. You know, like totally every,
2: right. I'm on I'm on cue. Like I'm walking in. I'm like kind of yep. late. People are gonna be mad at me. Like it's a film <laughs> festival. It's fucking Killers of the Flower Moon. It's three hours of the same plot over and over again. It should have made an episodic thing, but. I'm tracking Iowa, Minnesota, mm-hmm. and I, I, it was the most confusion I've ever had on the score app because the thing was like malfunctioning. It was like touchdown. I nudged Meg. I'm like, we're good. <laughs> you know, like the whole thing. Mm. And then I'm trying to like look at the uh, the chat, which is like the bowels of no. sports. Social media is the chat on the score app. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Where do you land on what you saw at the end of that game? Of Iowa? Yeah.
1: Oh, God. I mean, where do you start and where do you end? Like, I, I, you got to blow the whistle right away, right? When it's a, when it's a fair catch violation, that's usually blown dead right away. It's not a, it's not a flag. It's a whistle and a flag. Uh, but it's kind of, you know, I was asked all week, you know, going on our shows on the network, you know, what do you think? Iowa. Minnesota, the lowest over under ever. I was like, yeah, take the over. Like maybe the defenses will score. Yeah, um, that was totally wrong. Uh, three of my picks on bad beats this week. That's not Dude, a great we're feeling. We're not having a good Spe- couple. Speaking of comments uh, on posts, don't go on any of mine. That okay? Posts. Yeah, well, there's nothing like people bad. who think It'll you
2: will turn them money. Steve. It'll turn. No, nah, but nah. but listen, like yeah, and they come in bunches. So um, you know that the whole point of calling for a fair catch is so people don't decapitate you. Right? Mm-hmm. Did anybody stop running? Did anybody stop trying to?
1: No, because they all ran into each other after he got the ball.
2: Everybody's like <laughs> trying to tackle the motherfucker, you know. Like yeah. so, I I know it might be like by the the letter of the law and mm-hmm. everything, but that was a brutal way to lose three teasers, especially um,
1: tracking it. I can't imagine because in the movies. I, I feel. Leo's I, just... Oh, you're, you're Mr. Unders, so you you love it. But, like, when I'm checking scores on my phone, traveling, whatever, on the plane, whatever, in the car, and, like, there's no score change, I'm just looking at my battery just dying. Oh, I'm like, why refresh, did you check it already? Refresh. Why did you check it?
2: Especially a Big Ten game. I mean, so, yeah. anyways. Um, where are you going this week? Uh is it? Salt, Salt Lake City? City. Yep. Tell us about it.
1: Fired up. Yeah. Fired up. Uh, I think... When you look at resumes amongst the one-loss teams, right, Uh, at the top of the rankings, you know, everybody waiting for that uh, first edition of the college football rankings next week. But when you look at the resumes of the one-loss teams, I think Utah should be at the top. Uh, Just what they've been up against, uh, and now that they've finally finished I feel like they, they have their identity. You know, the the rising situation, you could say it was mishandled. You could say people weren't smart up front or, you know, being truthful. But that's all part of everything. And in college, when you can hide stuff and try and use stuff, uh, I'm sure we'll get into to um, find a competitive advantage, um, you know, you got to take that because guys are, are are petrified of information getting out. But when I look at Utah, their resume amongst the one lost teams um, is is second to none, uh, I believe, with the wins that they have. So I'm I'm super fired up. It's always uh, great to go there. Uh, when you look at that, fam- I was saying this the other day. When I think of Kyle Whittingham, you know everybody makes a big deal. Ryan Day. It's Ohio versus everybody. Ohio against against, against the world. Like. Kyle Whittingham built the program with that attitude, yeah. like everybody against us. And then on top of that, you know, I was going through it before the season and I'm like, Utah is kind of like the only team that is of all these teams that have switched conferences that's had success. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got buried their first year in the Pac-12 but I mean, put their resume up against anybody in the conference the last couple of years, and it's just it's as good as any. I, I had TCU there, but there's still too much up and down. You see that this year with after going to the playoff last year. But those Texas
2: a kind of stuck the landing, right? Eh, mm. no, two Manziel it's, dependent.
1: Yeah, they. St- I mean, they still never played in a. In a in an SEC title game. Yeah, yeah that's a you know? taller task. After no the offense. game. They still, they, those guys, the one thing I do feel bad about for a they still haven't played Georgia in College Station. Imagine that.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: After the years. game, Whittingham was asked what the win meant. He was like,
2: oh. <laughs>
0: it's "Like, well, I guess we're bowl eligible, but we don't really care
2: about that around yeah, here. Yeah, dude. It was yeah. an, awesome answer. an awesome answer. I love the guy. I love the guy. You know, so I, I know it's everybody against Kyle Whittingham, but it's hard not to like him. Uh, Uh, I I mean, he just fucks up people's big spots. Uh, so you go in there. I forgot to ask you about the bar of the week. I um, was going to say that might be an issue in Salt Lake city. I don't know how that works. I I Googled it. Google says it's vibrant and exciting. The nightlife. So yeah, maybe you just drink outside.
1: we'll, We'll figure out Salt Lake. Salt Lake City. Might, might Maybe a little Clippers Jazz Friday night, maybe. Oh. Go check out that arena. Nice. You never know. It's uh... Uh, Hyde Park, Columbus, Ohio.
2: Don't get in an argument with a fucking NBA player because they assume everybody in the crowd is racist in Salt Lake City. I know that's like a thing in the NBA. They like go to Salt Lake City and they're just, Steve's going to have good seats. <laughs> Who are they okay. playing? Uh, the Clippers. Who plays for the Clippers? Name a Clipper. Yeah, Kawhi. Kawhi. It's hard. Right maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not warmed up for basketball yet. Dude. Uh, neither am
1: I. I just had an NBA fantasy draft last night. I found out Dante Givenchenjo's on the Knicks. Didn't know.
0: Steve, it's a high of seventy three tomorrow in Salt Lake City.
1: Yeah. You know what's going to be Saturday when we go on there? at seven AM local? High of forty eight. 30,
0: Thirty.
1: Yeah. 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 So uh We'll, we'll uh, maybe have a where do, the old long, the old Long Johns might be busted up. Where do you
2: where do you lean
1: in the game? Yeah, I, I hate the seven points. I, I do think Oregon is is legit as there is when you look at the one losses. Uh, they don't really have uh, that signature win when you look at the resume. Obviously, everybody goes back to the Colorado game, but. Seeing what Stanford did to Colorado, I don't think that has much shine. I think Washington State's a good football team, and they gave them a dose last week in a spot where you wonder what the Ducks are going to look like after an emotional loss at UW. So, Oregon, this would be a mo- – I think this this would jump them to the to the uh, the one-loss teams. Um, for me, knowing that Bama's on a bye and Bama plays LSU in two weeks and, and Texas is, I think, just try- trying to get along – and, and make progress uh, with yours out a couple weeks that he's supposed to be. Penn State, I'm sorry, uh, 31-0 over Iowa doesn't do it for me. And the one thing I will say is, we start comparing these resumes is Penn State, like that image of them barely scoring a touchdown on the road. And I get it. Ohio State's got as many five stars as anybody. But when you're you know making an argument to go to the playoff and your loss is when you barely scored a touchdown – I, I got to hold that against you. Yeah. You know, I, I just look at this day, and, and I get it. Like, I'm loving the idea. Like, that game I saw on Saturday, I love the physicality. I love the defense and the tenacity. And I look at Bama. I look at them as a team. No one wants to play because they're more defense-oriented. And starting to see this, you know, come across Michigan, Georgia. They pride themselves on that. So, I am really interested in the narrative of these teams because you're going to have their high score. You know, you got your Washingtons, you got your Florida States that have great offenses, but I think these defenses are going to be a pain in the neck. And that's why people are kind of shunning them because they, they don't want to admit it, but they don't want to play them right. because they know those defenses are real. And we have a return of defense, which is good to see. But going back to Oregon, I wonder if Utah could Utah could, could do it again. Uh, you know, the pig farmer at QB is going to be a great story. Uh, but top to bottom, I believe Oregon has the advantage on both sides. And uh, I would I, I, Oregon wins. I'm not sure if I'm ready to give the seven points, though.
2: Once you've killed a pig, you're not worried about an interception. <laughs> Once you've looked into a How pig's you know? eyes. How no, do you I, mean, I don't know. I know Dr. Fax has to. He lets those parlays go. He's just stone cold betting parlays, man. He's just staring them down. He's just doing it. Because he kills turkeys on Thanksgiving every year. He fucking executes them. And once you've done that, there's no coming back. There, you're not rattled, you know. Somebody needs to see if Jalen Hurts was a pig farmer at one point. Did you see him the other night? through a fucking pick to a free runner, uh, mm. no problem. Touchdown. Next drive. Next drive. Steve,
0: you wear other school's gear on the Saturday huh? game day. It's a it's a brilliant um, gimmick. Whoever came <laughs> up with Whoever came up with this idea deserves uh-huh. a lot of credit. Can we send you some Virginia gear for this weekend? For hey, uh, hey 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 top ten road wins.
2: James Franklin zero. Tony Elliott one. Okay. Hey, can, get a love. Can you get Anymore? Kyle Whittingham to sign like an eight by ten so we can put it in the in the podcast room with whatever his mantra is?
1: I could get. Yeah, I could get. I could get that done. We're big fans. Try, yeah. Man, I could just go back. It's it's what I've tried to do just to give. The smaller guy, some love. We're a right? smaller guy,
0: my friend. Always. No, I'm
1: trying to stay away from the power. I haven't gone power five. Uh, you guys are power five, and you are going to be a conference rival soon, so I don't know if I can get there.
2: Hey, here's I the deal. I got
1: some love for Virginia later in the show. so We can okay.
2: use Steve as a vehicle for this, but I think we start collecting autographs. Okay. There you go. We just, as a podcast, <laughs> ask for people's autographs.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, everyone wants a selfie. The, I mean, people are asking me for selfies. No one asked for the autograph. I'd anymore. much
2: rather get an eight by ten that I have to write my name on, and Kyle could just inscript it with something probably a little bit personal. need to send. Do Steve you want me to sign my
1: my name or Stanford Steve? Because I don't have a Stanford Steve signature.
2: Um, I would like a uh, a ESPN glamour shot of you, probably with your arms folded over one another, sitting at the desk. <laughs> beside Scott. I, okay. Okay.
0: I'd bet you a million dollars.
1: Do you want like half of Scott's arm so you could just t-shirt if and it's a sport really coat
0: two, would be great if you had that dollars. in the arsenal. <laughs> I bet you three million dollars that Steve has practiced Stanford.
2: Steve,
3: he's no, I have not. Nobody he, I,
2: practices a signature more than Howie Long. I guarantee. Howie it. Long's really? signature is a work of it's art. Gorgeous. I always get these balls where I have to sign him after Howie Long, and he writes like it's gorgeous, and then just, he's like H O F. 86 times Pro Bowl, (laughs) you know, 17 times lineman of the year. You know, like.
1: uh, Does he go cursive, L? Yes.
2: Everything's cursive. And it just,
0: oh, uh, it's gorgeous. Greg Williams. See, you got,
1: you have the same (laughs) problem, though, with the cursive. See, with me, with the C, C, my last name, going to an O and then a U, it's impossible. That's
2: tough. I could work with you on that. Okay, so so real quick, where do you lean Duke-Louisville? Because this is a game that guys Oof. seem interested in. Both ranked. Sick of Duke. Yeah. Four points. Louisville laying four at home?
1: I Yeah, I think so. I, I worry about what Duke has done now with Riley Leonard. You know, you you, you play him or he forced himself, whatever how that was. I, I worry that that set, set him back because now, you know, if you if you are – You know, you're not willing to face it, but everybody gets caught up in the moment, right? You're up 2017 in Tallahassee, undefeated Florida State, and then poof, it's gone. Now you come back a day after. I'm not sure how that ankle's going to be, and now you're possibly not going to have them for Louisville, which you hate to say it when you're in the moment, but that seems like a more winnable game than Tallahassee, you know? So I worry that they, they mismanage that, and... You know Louisville couldn't overcome the, the the sucker spot of all sucker spots with that Pitt, uh game at Pitt, and you know get thirty eight put them put up on them. But I, I think that Duke's going into a buzzsaw here, and uh, you, you saw Brom really get his guys ready for that moment against Notre Dame. Uh, so I would lean lean towards Louisville at home minus the points.
2: Alright. Uh I'm just I'm distracted 'cause I'm thinking about Brahm's video. <laughs> I trying to remember what he said exactly. Do I have a pulse? Do I have a pulse? I have a yes pulse? I do. Is this the XFL? <laughs> yes it is. Let's play football. Fucking guy can do no wrong. Okay. Georgia, Florida, in the city by the sea, as they call it. <laughs> Jackson, the largest city by the sea. I've Jacksonville. Never heard that one. They no, don't call it. that Never. But it is fucking huge, man. You think Miami's big. Jacksonville's the same size, just less people. It's actually awesome. It's yeah. Kind of post-apocalyptic, honestly. Okay.
1: Here's my assessment before jumping into the tape of last week's game. Um Georgia was on a bye. Florida last time we saw them, uh 37-21 against Vanderbilt. Okay. Ready. No Bock, no Brock Bowers. It's a okay. Big deal. Georgia Went to Auburn. Auburn was in that game. Had to lead second half. Blew it. Now, Florida is getting 14 and a half points. I think Florida's a better team than Auburn. I'd say take Florida plus the points.
2: Wow. Okay. I You know, I love taking 14 and a half points. Yeah, to I the mean, Dome on a Saturday.
1: Florida's defense not great. But we got to see that, you know, because everybody's just going to say, "Yeah, Florida has a chance because Brock Bowers is not playing." But when you dive into it, I think Florida's, I think Florida's one win away from their season win total, which I thought wasn't going to happen this year. Uh, when you when you go back and, and look what. Uh, Look what they had up against. You know, we everybody made a big deal what they look like against Utah. I said, let me see what they look against Tennessee. They come out, they get that win. So um, I, I think Florida's pretty capable. Uh, Georgia obviously doesn't have the defense, but that's not fair to compare them to them, you know, from defenses of the past. Uh, so I, I think Florida's capable enough to, to cover the 14.5. All
2: right, Steve, we haven't talked about this yet, but. It takes me about 4 days for a story like this to get me to actually stop and read the the clickbait, but it's mm-hmm. Michigan and it's cheating. Yep. And people are fired up about it and I just wanted to see where guys land on this, you know, sign stealing thing.
1: Yeah, uh, to the extent it it's going like, you know, everybody now with with the, you know, the way you get your ticket, uh, you have a name and, you know, all the information and then Boom! Eleven Big Ten schools have this guy's name purchasing a ticket and mm-hmm. sitting at the fifty-yard line.
2: Now, where game time app? Yeah, <laughs> yeah God yeah. just loves free fun. plug. Free plug. <laughs> <laughs> do I want to. want a sponsor. Yeah, game time app. This guy, ad man. This send them. Send them. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I I look at this. You know, sign stealing, and obviously the NFL has. I you know, coaches are going to go to any. Length to gain, what they call a competitive advantage, and what is a competitive advantage compared to cheating? Uh, Because you have their signs, I still feel like coaches could do things if they are worried about a team. having everybody? It's been going on forever. Yes, Uh, and I go back to you know all the sign stealers that were at Clemson um, in that Sugar Bowl against Ohio State the year after the Chase Young. Uh, Justin Fields game and Fields comes back and what does Ryan do? Ryan Day do? Huddles. Yeah. No signs. And there are ways to get around it. Uh, is it going to stop it? No. Is the only way to get rid of it to go to the NFL comms with the green dots? Probably, yeah. And I don't. I, I think this is a step in for that direction. I think everybody would be more um, on the same page with that. But when you factor in. What they were doing, who they are, who their head coach is, what's his past been. It's just this perfect storm for everyone that hates Michigan to just absolutely want them banished from college football. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think, you know, the Big Ten's taking steps to, you know, take care of this. Is it going to have any effect on this year? I don't think so.
2: I don't, I don't, sometimes I'll see a story. And I'll be like, am I supposed to be upset? Mm. You know, is this supposed to piss me off? Cause some people seem pissed off about this story. Fuck. If a fan can do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, you APB out on everybody's signs and email them to the fucking athletic department. What are you going to turn that information away? No, you know, get better at hiding the signs. I, I don't, yeah. I don't see the big deal. What about here. the People seated next
0: to my guy stallions like, Hey pal. Why are you setting up a tripod?
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like
0: you just really want to remember this one, just huh? Get the
2: bush nails out. I don't get it. I don't get like if people are really upset about this, I just don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't get it. We can yeah, do it. We, we can do it on the field. We isn't can, that
0: why we have the dummies on the sideline? Like, hey, this
2: quarter is going to be orange hat instead of yellow. I think it's fun. You know, if you're a coach, okay, I got to make more codes. That's cool. Code making. More posters. You know? Yeah, posters. Yeah, more everybody's posters. blocking the, the signs these days. Yeah, I think it's mm. no big deal. Anyways, do you have a best okay. Pac-12 lock?
1: We're going to ride it. Keep going against Stanford. Take uh, UW off of a bad, bad performance against Arizona State. UCLA just gave Stanford a business, and we will take Washington minus the big
2: number. Do they ever write you a letter, Stanford? <laughs> no, no one. No one pays <laughs> to attention. To be like, uh, could you be more positive about us? Because I, you know, sometimes when Virginia's not great and we just beat UNC, so top 10 team on the road. Top of the world I can remember when we weren't good, it was hard for me to talk about them. All right, so upset special.
1: Cal over USC. Wow. Okay. Cal's capable. I love Wilcox as a coach. uh, And I just wonder about SC, man. I really like that defense. Hey, Steve. Really didn't have any – what?
0: I I said this to Chris. I texted him. I texted Chris. He didn't respond. I said, I like it when my quarterback after the game, he he walks to midfield, shakes the hand of the other quarterback. Caleb Williams, everybody's favorite quarterback, just sat on the sideline, sat on the bench and
2: pouted. He was dejected. He was dejected.
0: I'm with you, Steve. I'm with you. Now they're uh, punting.
2: Now, if you want to talk about Caleb Williams, I think there's some – I was – there's some meat on the bone on this topic of would you leave school? You know, because Acho said it now that I mean take it for what it's worth. Ocho said it and uh, he said that, you know, if Caleb Williams isn't gonna win the Heisman or the National Championship, what what else is there to do? I know that we're in an age, a day in an age when like this is kind it's progressive, you know, you're pro labor, you're pro all that stuff, and these guys are workers, right? But um, you know, like I I have a hard time imagining leaving school because you didn't win the highs. You're not going to win the Heisman or win a national championship. I don't know if you had any opinion on that because at some point, somebody's going to do that because there's enough people that are going to say, Hey, no big deal. Also NIL money. If you leave school, do you cash in on the, you know?
1: Well, that's, that's a whole nother conversation because the way people talk, I've almost come across of taking this at a 50% clip of what, a player says he's getting. You know, like these numbers are just getting outlandish what you hear. To me, with the Caleb sitting out thing, Chris, like look at – like he – lit like uh, Addison last night, uh, you know, the other night for the Vikings. You know, Pitt, he's a Maryland kid. He was at Pitt. Caleb's obviously from here. There's a connection, you know. Was he recruiting? I don't know. Did he help him get some money and, and come to USC? Like, all this stuff that he was out there trying to help the roster. And, like, these guys need you for their opportunity, too. Yeah. And you're just going to let down that.
2: Them? That's, an, hey, Steve, that's kind of ingenious there. Because
1: I just, like,
2: this war I, will be waged online. People will debate this like it's politics.
1: Yeah. And I just, when you, like, when he said, "Oh, he might not go to the NFL because he's going to make more money in SC," I said, "Why is he going to come back to go eight and four again?" Yeah, yeah. So now it's turned to, "I'll just, I'll just, you know." I love how everybody says, "Sit out too." You're quitting. Yeah, You're quitting. Yeah, no. And yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't believe Caleb has I that. Don't, and I don't. I don't I think I Really so don't. No, I he's don't think so He's too much of a competitor. No. Uh, he's got too much at stake. I mean, what is it? Dr Pepper, Heisman House, Wendy's. I mean. That's that's a that's a rough
2: look. Um, that's a big leap. I get the bowl game thing for some guys. I do. Yeah,
1: and he played last year in a yeah. bowl game when people said he wasn't, and he got hurt in a Pac-12 title game. Like that's the stuff I think about the kid that he he didn't have to play in that last yeah. year, and and he did. So when it on the field, I don't. Some of the antics, yeah, everybody's gonna. I mean, they kept that camera on him too. Like we're we're gonna keep this camera on until he moves, and he didn't move, and to be shell shocked like that, I get it. Uh, and I, I think it's one of the toughest things. Coward and I had a, a converse. God, this is over 12, 13 years ago, where – and I've just – I've always gone back to this, and he talked about judging people after a loss is it fair. And you get every – no matter what level, NFL, hockey, women's tennis, college football, high school football, uh, coaches, players, parents – like is that fair to do and I was I was always brought up in no matter what you go shake the opponent's hand that that's the way my dad um my family brought me up and I I never um sat there I it, as much as it sucks um you always have the locker room to go back to and be with your guys uh but that that's a tough look and I and like it's it's getting a little crazy but I still I go back to you know this whole sitting out thing and I think back he could have sat out last year and he played and he was hurt really bad in that pac 12 title game with the hamstring and, and and played in the in the cotton Bowl against Tulane so I, I'm I'm rooting for it because the sports better with him playing in it uh so that's that's what I got yeah there. I
2: think I think he was just sitting there thinking like uh all right Cardinals uh who did they play this weekend <laughs> Pan- Panthers have a quarterback. You know, that sort of thing.
1: He was, thinking, he was thinking about the four teams he wanted on his YouTube split screen.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's it. Um, all right. STL Memorial lock. That's a non-Power 5 lock if anybody wants to play a little guy. Mm. Don't want to bring up Damn team Virginia. What?
1: Jacksonville State minus eight. All right. Over Florida International.
2: Okay, sickos, eat up. And then, uh, and then the Wednesday, the awards. Uh, let's start with the Chang Award. Oh, and it, it. I was prompted on YouTube because I do read the comments at this time. We're not like some huge machine where I can't read them, but uh-huh. people want to know sometimes when we give these awards, a little reminder, a little primer, including the uh, the the moments on Monday, what these mean. Chang Award. What the fuck does it mean? Couldn't tell you. I think it's a quarterback at it's a my school. award to a small school kid. Yep, exactly. It's a quarterback though. No, <laughs> see, this is this is the problem, but this is illuminating. Okay, it's my you're right. It's your award, Steve. Ability to change, small school guy,
1: <laughs> Timmy Chang award. Uh, we're gonna go uh, wide receiver from Penn, Chris Penn nickname uh, Quakers. There you go, yeah. wide receiver Jared Richardson, big win over Yale seven. Catches 191 yards and a tutty. Wow. He is from Blakeslee, PA. I'm not familiar with that place. Shout out Jared Richardson. Big win for the Quakers over to Eli's. And Coughlin Award. Come on. We touched on it. Upset of the season. Mm-hmm. Mike Hollins running back. Three touchdowns for Wahoo Wah, native of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They rushed for like 240 yards against Carolina. You got
2: that right. Punishing.
1: You guys are running school now? Just
2: punishing. All those UNC alums were were just.
0: We kind of do it all, Steve. There's a there's a cat named Malik Washington, who yep. may be the best player in college football.
2: The numbers are pretty eye-opening.
0: It goes like Herman Moore and Malik
2: Washington. <laughs> Billy <laughs> McMullen. Wow. Yeah. Guy's good. Guy's good. I like Sean Moore.
1: But you guys had four guys in double-digit carries. 228 yards, 54 carries. I love that. Oh, musket slinging it around.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Game day is the perfect pizza day. So make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. Order online during our pizza pizza pregame, one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day Sunday. To have your NFL game day covered, Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. It's a pizza, pizza win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends, order your Little Caesars, and enjoy during the games. I hate buying tickets. I've been playing my whole life, never had to worry about buying tickets. The ticket part is stressful, the game's stressful. The ticket part's really stressful. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hype for the fun you'll have. And with the game time app, it's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. I'm trying to see the monster trucks for my kids or Willie Nelson for me and my kids. I can find it all in the game time app. Game is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has the deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code GREENLIGHT for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code GREENLIGHT for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Oh boy, guys. I don't know, does somebody else want to intro us into locks like? Uh... Cause I had a bad week. Hey,
1: let's forget last week and let's get to this well, week for the locks. I, no, I'm Making sadistic.
2: I'm sadistic. Okay, Bucks <laughs> minus two. I don't know. but I don't know. I think I was on the right side. I still think I was on the right side there. Nah, I don't think so. Commies, You could tell that I was on the wrong side of that from the beginning. Um, the under in Baltimore, Detroit was one of the most fun rides of my life <laughs> because I actually I gave it out at 42, but then later in the week I I'd get it at 44 so i betted at 44 <laughs> and early it. early in this game it just becomes like you're not going to win the bet let's just somehow get out of here with a push and some of the action late in that game we had multiple guys on the uh on the under we were hooting and hollering and that's also what this league's about steve said earlier you know it's anybody can win any week it's also anything can happen with the with these totals man landed right on 44. okay were you praying
1: for a miss by Tucker at the end.
2: Oh, absolutely! I don't want to get too greedy. Greedy. <laughs> that's a but, helpless feeling. Yeah, that is a helpless feeling. Yeah, because that's not going to happen.
0: <laughs> Co- I, just did a little math. Collectively, we're we're two games under five hundred. That's like a roulette. That's better than a roulette
1: wheel. Okay. Okay. I take that, okay. In my game day picks.
0: So we're we're just fine. We're just fine. We just need to find a couple wins, Steve.
1: Unflappable.
0: You are up first, my friend. At um. Nine
2: and twelve on the Kay. season. Okay,
1: Seahawks minus three at home.
2: That's I like that man because I think a lot of people are going to be on Cleveland. Cleveland's
0: in town. Yep. Okay. Mm. You know that we're doing this on a Tuesday. No problem. Okay. The Los Angeles Rams in Dallas. Okay. Getting six and a half.
2: That's too many points. Okay. All right, I'll take the Houston Texans mm-hmm. in Carolina. You know, I I feel like I'm probably with the public here, but no matter. Okay. Okay, I, I'm not crazy about it.
1: How many times have the Texans been a favorite on the road?
2: Get used to it.
0: Yeah. New era. Well, hey, hey, uh, who's your coach of the year, Steve?
1: Oh, that's a good. You one. know, I've been thinking about this because. To me, the conversation, or not the conversation, thoughts I had in my head for worst team in the NFL before the season were going to be the Rams or the Buccaneers, and I am totally wrong. So I will go Todd Bowles. Wow.
2: Wow. 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 Yep. Okay. I, I When I, you said Sean McVay, I was like, okay, we can talk about this because I, I, they pr- fooled me uh, this year. Um, they should give out a worst coach of the year. Todd Bowles, no, Tampa Bay. No, no, I'm not saying that. Um, should be Andy Reid. I think Shane, if Shane Spikeman continues <laughs> this run, I like if he wins games with Minshew, if they're in the conversation at the end – And D'Amico is my other name, obviously. I mean, I just gave out the Texans. But I'm thinking about, like, big brain stuff here. Yep. It's funny. There was a Jim Irsay video this week where he landed a helicopter and hopped on his four-wheeler that was amphibious. And he narrates the whole video. He said, I just landed this helicopter with my own two hands, and now I'm hopping in my amphibious four-wheeler, and I'm going to the pond. I just landed
0: this helicopter here with my bare hands. Now I'm on the...
2: And I'm like, thanks. I did, you know. I but that's the same guy that hired SpikeMan. We were. He might be comeback player of the year. He's got fucking different modes of transportation. He's hiring the biggest brain in the room. I think fucking Jim Ursay might be the comeback player of the year. I need more Ursay. Who needs? No one needs like, less we, Ursa. we hear
1: from Jerry Jones after every game. Gimme Ursay after every game.
2: Give me an Ursay live stream after every yeah. game. Oh, Lord. A live stream.
1: Wow. He just like, halftime. Hey guys, I'm gonna play the guitar. Come on Come on. Come <laughs> to my suite.
2: I love, I love, I, I can't look away. He's the man. No. Okay. We're up. Steve
0: Second Lock.
1: Who's Chris? Who'd Chris take?
2: The Houston Texans.
1: Oh, that's right. All right. And what we talked about for a ton today, forgetting what a team looked like the week before. You're doing it. Give me the Packers at home. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: Give me them. Yeah. It's dirty, but you got to do it. It's dirty work. This is
1: my last stand with the Packers.
2: (laughs) I keep saying that about
1: a few times. Don't let me take them.
2: Golly day. The Saints are on my no-fly zone. The fucking – yeah the bills were for like two days until I looked at Thursday night (laughs) and I feel like, you know, but I might bet the box actually.
1: Mm, Eight and a half.
2: A lot of points. Speaking of eight and a half. Oh, I ain't afraid. No. No. The Detroit lions. All right. On Monday night. What would you think you're going to do? Ravens at the Cardinals or something? No, there's bears Chargers in there. too. still
0: out there. Nope. Uh, Detroit Lions laying I'm eight trying. and a half against the I, Las Vegas Raiders.
1: I'm going to be at that game. I cannot wait. Detroit Monday Night Football and their opponent is the Raiders. The night before Halloween, Max can you Crosby. imagine what that scene's going to be?
2: Max I Crosby. I can't wait. Going to be twenty-seven to ten. Speaking of owners, we got to see more of Mark. Oh my God, dude, that guy's electric.
0: Come on. Oh champion. my God! That back dance, dude! Yeah. That
2: <laughs> dance, that dance, dude! Oh, bottle that up. That's world peace right there. Is what that is. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um. Anyways, <laughs> hey Steve, I like the under yeah. in Dallas. Oh. I like the. Yeah, that's a good sign, okay. or okay. or I don't know. I do. Okay. I like it's.
0: I like it, to, I like it mm. when I'm on the team catching the points. Steve. Those uh, and don't take any offense. That Seahawks, uh, Seahawks and Packers picks. Those are good picks. Thanks. I like those picks.
1: I got another one.
0: Not that I dislike your picks. I'm the clubhouse leader. I don't take offense. Yeah. Yeah. Making you're not afraid. I'm not afraid.
1: Chris is not afraid. Mm -mm. No fear. Because I'm with you guys. I am not afraid. Give me Denver at home plus eight.
0: Wow. Wow.
2: Okay. All right.
1: I don't have a reason.
2: Well, you don't need one. It's for Reed. This is the guesses. Love you, Steve.
0: Hey.
1: Thank you, cowboy.
0: I'm not afraid of these of these big lines. And yeah. we're zagging from the week prior. Miami yeah. Dolphins at home. Minus nine and a half.
2: It's mm. the New England Miami Patriots. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. I'm going
0: two and one this week right there.
2: All right. Um I'm feeling. Three Don't now. you feel like the Dolphins are probably public, even with all those points? They've been covering yes, big the Dolphins spreads. Dolphins are public every week. Okay. The
1: worst thing that happened to the Dolphins—they scored 70.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, the best thing it happened in Vegas. Okay. Uh, you know what line? Kind of. You just take a look. Believe- take a hard you look at Pittsburgh. Have this. I might take a hard look at oh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Take a hard look at Pittsburgh, boys. But I just love unders. I can't <laughs> quit it. Uh, I'm going to go Atlanta and Tennessee yes! under. Yes! That's what I was looking for. It's a big at. 10 number. I'm it. not scared. Love us. I'll Willis. take the step. Don't be scared. Like fucking the Indiana Jones movie where he's got to walk across and it's invisible. That's how I feel right now. I'm doing it. The chalice is on the other side. Uh,
0: love it. I fear that I may be Joe Public on Tuesdays. I think it takes me until the <laughs> end of the week. To,
2: to, to morph into sharp. Yeah. Bacon? Yeah. Okay.
1: You got to start making your calls on Monday now, making. Yeah. <laughs> for the next week
2: okay okay guys so we gave them out one more time for the people that are tallying them uh i i gave out the texans laying three dallas under 45 and a half now i'm gonna want to buy the texans i believe Right? Guys, you, you guys have Absolutely never steered me wrong on this. Okay, sure. this is where I struggle do basic math and things like that. But I got Dallas uh, and, and the Rams under 45 and a half. Falcons under 36 and a half. Although, man, it'd be nice to get at 37, get that push.
0: <laughs> Making
2: give out the Rams, catching six and a half. The Lions laying eight and a half, and the Dolphins at home. Uh, him and the rest of America, Dolphins nine and a half. Steve, Seahawks laying a field goal. Packers catching a point in Denver, uh, catching eight points at home. Yeah.
1: Yep.
0: Steve, take those Seahawks down to two and a half, huh?
1: That's what I'm thinking.
2: Great minds think alike, Macon.
0: That's right. And go ahead and give me those Rams at seven. Appreciate
2: you. Appreciate Appreciate you. Bring that back. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because we get you one step closer to the hire by immediately matching you with quality candidates. Indeed does the hard work for you. Indeed shows you candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Even better, Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast, please. Indeed.com slash blue wire sports terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed. Let's talk about trades. Cause we talked about the Niners earlier and like, uh-huh. you know, inevitably in any of these situations and disclaimer to people, It's the trade deadline next week. We gotta talk about it. It is fun, it's interesting. There are more trades every year. We talk about this all the time in the NFL. Um, It's not quite NBA level, but it's fun. And, you know, when you look at the Bills, or you look at the Niners, or a few of these teams that have been struggling, some of the, the answers, like don't take into account scheme change and that sort of thing, or adjustments, or players just playing bad. We wanna fix it right now with more players. And so let's have fun with it. Let's talk about a couple of these teams. First team that actually just took care of business was the Eagles, and you knew how he would do it. And if I'm Mm. the Titans, I don't, like, block that caller.
0: Yeah, seriously.
2: Not that, that, you know, not that, not that I think Bayard's gonna pan out the way that A.J. Brown did. I mean, that Mm. that goes down as like, a you just gave him away. But this is a big need for the the Eagles. I don't know if they're done. making moves but this is a move that really works out and i think his life just got a little bit easier when we had jeff fisher on the other day he said you know in tennessee right now he's doing a lot of coordinating younger players getting people on the same page like he's asked to do a lot you know the eagles could really use him back there and this doesn't solve the problem of who's going to cover the slot necessarily no it doesn't but you, you desperately need the help i'm glad they went out and got it and he wasn't on my bingo card we threw around a couple people who were like bona fide slot guys. But this guy's a great player. So excited about Bayard and wondering what some of these other other teams, what they might do.
1: A question about the Eagles.
2: Yeah. I've been
1: thinking about it. Obviously, I don't think Jalen's 100%. No, I don't think he's 100%. And I wonder about that, knowing – I mean, you talk about a mindset. We talked about Caleb Williams earlier in the show – when I think about a, a professional athlete, I, give, me, give me Jalen Hurts and the way he handles things over anybody. But with that, he's pretty stubborn. He's not going to let you in. He's not going to you know be, I think, forthcoming with the injury. And on top of that, you have Sirianni, who is just balls to the wall every second. I, I wonder how that relationship manifests over, like, if he needs a break, is he going to get it? Uh, I just think about what's asked of him, and I just worry that it, it's going to be too much and they they could jeopardize something. I, I Just something I've been thinking well, about. Well,
2: it's interesting because they've kind of gone away from the design run stuff, right? There's like, none. Yeah, I mean. So for
0: on third and fourth and one. Yeah,
2: on third and five the other night at times, or third and nine in the red zone. Yeah. But, like, they obviously are aware of it, and I feel Mm -hmm. like it's happening in Buffalo, too. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't see as many Josh Allen, like, go win it with your legs play calls. Um, Mm -hmm. I think he's going to be fine, but, like, if you're talking about if you're... I'm just
1: saying how long a season is, right? It's a
2: long time, and when you look at every week now, there's not a week where, like, if he's really dinged, you feel great about Mariota. Yeah, and that's a pretty good backup to have. Mm -hmm. But, like... You got the Commanders this week. They've given you trouble on the road. Yeah. Um, if I had to I give one Miami's out, I'd probably give line out. played co- really well. Yeah, they did. I'd give the Commanders out and buy a, a half point. Not saying the Eagles are going to lose, but that's a tough spot. Yep. The Cowboys, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Niners, the Cowboys, the Seahawks. Jeez Louise. And then there's three weeks at the end of the season that if you can get through this gauntlet and this guy's yep. hurting, you give him some time depending on where you are sitting in the NFC. You,
0: you stopped at the Giants. No offense. Okay. Untaken. taken.
2: But, I, you know, like, that's a yeah, team they've never true. had trouble with lately in, under this regime in the NFC East, mm. unless I forgot a game. I mean, Washington's been the team that gives you problems. So, I, to answer your question, Steve, sometimes it's going to be a bitch. They're deep in the season now. I think you can get him healthy some weeks by de-emphasizing some of that stuff. You saw, like, Joe Burrow was rehabbing while he was playing now i'm not a big proponent of that but he stopped moving literally for for a month and then one day he just fucking bought time in the red zone in phoenix or glendale
0: there also could be some confusion in the building because it's like hey jalen how are you he says i'm hurts
2: mm-hmm. that's good What what's the time stamp on this it took him a while to do it. it's very funny though it's Thank funny you. yeah thanks it's Sometimes a, the funniest ones don't elicit any laughter. Yeah, that's true. You know, you I know how it. that is. I know yeah. how that is. We can compare the two. But so I think the Jags are interesting because they're, nobody talks about them. They're as good as anybody in the league when it comes to the position they're in, like in the AFC with their record and everything. They don't have the tiebreak against the Chiefs. But this is a team that could host a fucking playoff game, win this division, and go on a run. And I think you need pass rush. And I think Doug Peterson knows that. I think Doug saw what, you know, like having a deep group in Philly. Walker has been okay. He just is not like an elite rusher. And I think we saw that coming, but uh, I I don't think we saw it to this degree where it's like you got Josh Allen on one side. You're leaving a lot of money on the table not having somebody on the other side. And Ngakwe would be a guy that you could rotate in, pick your spots on first and second down. There's a reunion. Mm Mm-hmm. Element mm-hmm. to that thing. Um, I think the Jags should go make a move for a rusher.
1: I love that call. Anything to help my preseason
2: Super Bowl pick. One more. Seattle Seahawks with No Nuoso. I know we t- I don't know if I mentioned this, but I think Hunter, Daniil Hunter, like oh, God, right now, how much him. could you get for him? I mean, how much could you get for him if you were in Minnesota? He's quietly leading the league in sacks, basically. Yes. Like nobody talks about him. But so one but, one year he's going to break the record and everybody's going to be like what the fuck. But
0: not applicable <laughs> now, right? Cuz you see 3 and 4 and you think you're you're playing for Yeah, a, that's the hard part. It's
2: like we we said this a million times. You talk about Mike Evans, like if I was Detroit, I'd send the house down to mm. Tampa for Mike Evans, like a big body guy that can help Jared Goff a little bit. But like Mike Evans probably not on the block so to speak because all of a sudden, well, they're trending the wrong way. You're Mike, what do you do with your house? Like, it's a weird time.
0: It was Saquon, Saquon said in the last week. Oh, the Ravens. Saquon was saying, I don't want to be traded. And then in the same breath he said, you have to move.
2: Yeah, exactly, that's, <laughs> it was that like, part yeah, sucks. that's a
0: bummer. It wasn't yeah. my teammates, it wasn't we're turning this around. It's like you gotta, you gotta actually physically
2: move. That part sucks. Um, and speaking of Saquon, we talked about the Ravens. The Ravens looked as good as anybody on Sunday but i guess the thing is at some point a running back goes down how thin are you there mm. you know and if you have aspirations like you want to win the super bowl the the run game cannot cannot exit the game plan like that that is a strength you can lean on i don't know man derek henry jacobs barkley you know Cook. I
1: just don't see those teams getting rid of those names. Yeah, I
2: don't know. I but, but Tennessee not getting rid of Derrick Henry at some point and getting something for him. Yeah. It's yeah. like time's right. It, right. Yeah, and if you love the guy, set him free because he he's basically. I mean, next year or the year after next year you're not going to be able to get anything for him at some point he's going to wear out
3: if things keep going bad for the chargers maybe eckler could be on the block they'll lose him after this season anyway i would like him in baltimore
2: that'd be awesome Ooh. that'd be awesome wouldn't it
3: like if they fire brandon staley and it's a full rebuild
2: i mean i wouldn't i might not even wait i because it's next week so i don't know when does brandon staley get the, the get the axe if he does if they haven't done it already it's kind of if he loses
1: to the bear sunday night <laughs>
2: We keep saying this, and here's how that game will play out then. Basically, they're gonna go for it and get stuffed on fourth down late in the game, and then Bajan's gonna like, check to a run like Tyrod Taylor, and they're gonna win the game. And then they're not gonna fire him. So anyways. You never see kickers get traded for each other. No. No, 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 but you know what's funny? Speaking of kickers, and we just brought up the Bears game, they need to make this a thing, did you see I don't know if it was the Bears were kicking off, and I don't know if the guy fucked it up, but he kicked it right into the guy in the front line's face. Yeah, And it is a wildly effective way to do an onside kick. Yeah, If you can pull that off, if you can get a guy to kick a line drive Mm -hmm. at the front line there, about waist high, head high, would be even better. The worst case is a squib kick. Exactly, dude. Just a little nugget for John Fossil. Um, Bonesy, wherever you are. Um, All right, that's the end of the show. Steve, thank you so much for the time, buddy. Enjoy Salt Lake City.
1: Hey, you guys have fun up in the up in the clouds enjoying that win over Chapel Hill, okay? Love you we, Steve. Stay up you, there. you.
2: we love you. Thank you, Steve.
1: Love you guys. Shout out to the brand.